Everyone, it's so good to be back here with you after my three-week pilgrimage to the Holy Land. It was such a gift to be with the group that I was. It was my former seminary, and it was a blessing to just walk in the place that Jesus was. I hope to share some stories with you of my time over there, but also realize that you don't want to be here all day. So I'll just leave you with a few. One of my seminarian friends made the observation when we were in the Holy Land that there were so many Jews and Muslims and priests over there that if we ever walked into a bar, it would be a start of a lame joke. <laughs> it is good to be back with you. I just want to start off with the location of our gospel today. This is on the Mount of Beatitudes. And if you think of the country of Israel, it's in the shape of a rectangle. And the Sea of Galilee region is northern Israel. So we actually stayed on this lake on the northwest corner. And this is a sunset of the Sea of Galilee, on the Sea of Galilee, right on the Mount of Beatitudes. Very beautiful place. And this place was packed and filled with God's presence. From our hotel to this mountain, it only took 15 to 20 minutes to get there. But in order to get to this mount, first we needed to pass the place Jesus multiplied loaves and fishes. A little further on, we passed the place of Peter's primacy. If we remember, that's the place after the resurrection. Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than these? And Peter's response is, you know everything, Lord. You know that I love you. And then a little further on, we got to the place where Jesus called his first disciples, Peter and Andrew, James and John, come follow me. Within a 15 to 20 minute walk, that was all right there. And then if we went up the hill from Jesus' calling of the, the apostles, if we went up the mountain, that was the Mount of Beatitudes. What is Jesus' first words that he tells us in his most famous sermon? This sermon is in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. So for the next three weekends, we'll be hearing his famous sermon on the mount as we enter the season of Lent. The first words he said are key to understanding the rest of this sermon. And his words are, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs are the kingdom of heaven. One commentator on this first beatitude says that blessed can actually mean lucky or fortunate. And spirit means breath or breath of God. So maybe an insight to this first beatitude, this key into the rest of the sermon is this. How fortunate, how lucky are you who are out of breath? And when I walked up this mountain, I was sure out of breath. The commentator is getting to this point. How fortunate are you to need God? How fortunate are you to depend upon God? And often in our Christian life, us being here searching for God in our daily lives, wondering how he is acting, how he is laboring to love us, how he is present in the joys and sorrows of life, 
Oftentimes, the very place that we can look to find God, that God wants to meet us, to see us, to care for us, is the very place of our poverty, where we're spiritually out of breath. Jesus wants to be in that place with us. So blessed are you who are poor in spirit. That's the place that Jesus wants to meet us. He wants to see us there. And when we were standing on this mountain, our group couldn't help but notice that Jesus has an eye for detail. Our professor said that Jesus used circumspection. Everything that Jesus taught us, his examples, his parables, were taken from this region. You could literally see lilies in the field. You could see sparrows flying over. You could see mustard seeds and sycamore trees. So Jesus had an eye for detail. He didn't miss anything. And that's what he used to preach, to make his points, which is very beautiful. One of our favorite places actually to pray was right on this spot in a place, it's a little cave called the Jesus Cave. This is the place that Jesus at night would go to pray to his father to intercede for others, to pray for them. It's that lonely and deserted place where Jesus and the Father were in communion. And when I would sit out there at night, when it was pitch dark, occasionally we could just see a faint boat cross the Sea of Galilee. And they were fishing. So we just thought in that moment, wow, Jesus sitting in this cave was able to see his disciples fishing at night, even before he even called them. That Jesus even had his future disciples in mind. How beautiful is that? So Jesus has this eye for detail, and we see that in our gospel today, just as we saw last week. Before Jesus calls Peter and Andrew, James and John, before Jesus even says a word, in the Sermon on the Mount, it says, He saw them. This seeing of God upon us, upon the apostles, upon the crowds, isn't a mere glance. Really, what it means is this desire of God to be with us, to be attentive to us, to provide for us in our need in our spiritual out-of-breathness, that place of poverty. So maybe a question this week for us is, do we have the presence of mind to see this tender gaze of God upon us in our place of poverty? Will we allow Jesus to look upon us as a friend, desiring this communion with us, just as he had with the Father in that Jesus cave. 